0: You are listening to GTFO, Get the Fad Out, a modern girl's guide to dieting. Hey guys, thanks for joining in. We are discussing today um, kind of like a holiday eating kind of plan or strategies or um, maybe an outing or, you know, we're in that time of year where a lot of things are coming up. And so, um... I'm gonna kind of share with you some of the things that work for me, some of the things that don't work for me, but generally speaking, things that we can do to kind of like stay compliant and, and uh, you know, not stray too far from our goals, but also, Enjoy all of these holiday experiences and these gatherings. And let's be honest, there's not one thing that's gonna change. Like we our lives revolve around food and celebration. And um, you know, there, we, we use food in so many ways, and it's food's not your enemy, it's not bad. It's just how we use it, how we cope with it, how we react to it, how we label it, and how we overdo it. And so, um, I, you know, this is a lot about what we teach in the inner circle and coaching uh, one-on-one and such is kind of navigating these particular situations. And I feel like we get so scared of them because we're scared of our own capabilities. We feel like we lack, we won't be able to do it, or it's too confusing. And we overwhelm ourselves before we even like get to an event that we just say, screw it. And that obviously is not creating the lifestyle that you're actually after, I I think anybody would agree with that. Um, And no matter if you're, you know, you have a goal to lose weight or just maintain through the holidays or maybe you're building or whatever, having boundaries and guidelines for yourself keeps you in check and keeps that weight in check all year long so that you're not doing this um, gain and lose type of situation cyclically all year long, like most people do. Um, It was reported on a recent uh, study which I think that you guys will find really interesting, just as I did. Um, it's said that after documentation and going through like, some of these studies, it appears that for the general population, for most people, okay, that they gain 50% of the weight they gain in a year, like over the last year span, think about this, the, the 50% of what they gain, let's say you gain 20 pounds this year, okay? Half of that, 10 pounds of that, is gained in a matter of six weeks, typically, during the holiday season. That's pretty massive. If, if you look at that on, I mean, 12% of the year, you know what I mean? You gain that much mass from overdoing it. And I think that's really telling of how we navigate, like, society-wise, how we navigate food and holidays, how we, um, you know, our lifestyles aren't really lined up for what we want in the sense of, like, you know, everybody's like, yes, I want to be fit, I want to be healthy, I want to be strong, I want to have all these great things, you know, I want it to have value to my life, and all of that. But But if you take a look at that and go, gosh, is this how I treat the holidays? Is this part of my lifestyle? And is that... Something I want to keep, and I'm in no way saying that we don't we can't enjoy holidays and we can't overindulge and like listen I do too it, it 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 happens, but what I'm saying is when we dedicate a whole portion of the year, or at least a small portion of the year that's that impactful, that can make that big a difference to just like overindulging, then we've got a big problem. Um, six weeks is not that long of a time, but it, it it's insane that that much. Well, we could call it damage, we could call undoing, we could call like reversing, we could call it just basically, I'll be honest, unhealthy. Um, We do that much of it in that short period of time, just that 12% of the year. And I just think that's really like alarming. And we should all be like, okay, that we need to take note of that. And so I want this episode. To be helpful to you um what and no matter if you're dieting or not or just want to keep down i'm going to kind of go over a lot of things um and i'll just be straight to the point frank so you can take what you you know need or want is useful to you and apply it as you head into you know halloween and thanksgiving and um all of the parties that you'll be going to um you know christmas events and things like this this is what this is about and diving in and not being afraid of it, I have so many people that go, well, it's holiday, I just won't mess with it right now. I'll wait till January, you know the typical thing. I'll wait till things calm down. I'll wait till there's not as many events to go to. And we both know, we all know, that life doesn't stop. Birthdays are every day of the year. Holidays come around every single year, and we have about 11 of them generally in the US like that we celebrate. Maybe you have a, a, a one or two more or one or two less, uh, just depends on the individual. but. We have all these celebrations, we have anniversaries, we have birthday parties, we have um, baby showers, it's a part of life. And so to think that you are going to be able to all wait till the season's over or no girl, dive in now, learn how to do this now. And you know how you get really good at learning something, you practice it live, real life while it's happening. Do that this year. Give yourself that this year. You're gonna mess up. You're still gonna overindulge. Some days you're gonna do really great at it and feel so good and successful about you know the positive things that you're doing. There's gonna be lots of in between, but that's part of getting good at it and um, don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid of the time to put in, and don't be afraid to dive into these life experiences going, hey, I wanna set these boundaries for myself, this is really important to me, but I also wanna go and enjoy and make memories. How can I better do this where I can balance both? It's all about that moderation. It really is um, in every aspect, not just food and exercise, but also in your um, strategy and your perspective and how you approach these types of things. If you approach them and go, oh my gosh, I'm gonna mess this up, I, you know what it's all derailing. you know what I messed up tonight i I'll just you know I'll wait till January or um I'll wait till um the start of November, or you know whatever it is for you, you keep trying to push it away. But I say, let's dive in, and that's where the real magic happens because when you get good at this and you get better at it, it no longer is overwhelming to you, and you can literally at the dry, like be so flexible that you could just be like, yes, I'm going to that event you don't even have to think about it because you trust yourself you know the strategies that work you're consistent and you'll get back on track no matter the case because what you want for yourself your body uh whatever the goal is even if it's weight loss if it's just to get stronger to get healthier have more energy whatever it is see the value that that can add to you so to bring into your life um these strategies will again uh be beneficial no matter what the case because you want to manage yourself and take care of yourself and, you know, nutrition and, and keeping yourself, um, you know, balanced is part of that no matter what the goal is. So let's dive into some of the top ones that I have and there's lots and they won't all be good for you. Uh, What's good for me may not be great for you and what works for you may not work for me. So I'm going to be really honest about why some of these things work for me and why some don't and how I approach them. So let's dive into that. Before we dive in real quick, I want to make sure or just plead and beg with you to leave a five star rating and a review because it puts it into the little algorithm there in the podcast world and lets people know, hey, people need to read or to, to hear this. Um, I need to, you know, listen to this and be motivated by this. And, uh, it puts it more out there. Um, to, for other people to have access to it. And so that is so helpful, obviously, for me to help keep this podcast going, but also for others and, of course, yourself, because the more we have, the more we can stick with it um, and add more content, uh, more than just once a week, and I'd love to do that. Also, subscribe if you can. It's less than $5 a month. Again, it helps keep the podcast going and all those other benefits, but half of the portion of the proceeds go towards... Um, Human trafficking and so on so it's it's a really great benefit all the way around for you and a great way to donate so let's start okay first one we're going to go over is for the girl that tracks their food, tracks their intake, is really consistent with that um, is able to generally and most of the time uh stay within those targets, uh, calorically speaking, and protein-wise. So this would be something very good and useful for, for a lot of people in that kind of uh, uh, level of tracking and such. Um, this may not be great for those that are inconsistent and find it difficult to track and manage and um, all of those things. This will be much too overwhelming for you, and it's very easy, very easy, to let it get away from you. So. What I want to talk about is calorie cycling, and to put it very simply, you are uh, tip, if you're if you're tracking calories, then you probably have a set calorie goal, um, and 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 definitely protein or macronutrient wise. So you know you know every day you want to stay, let's just say 1,700 calories. That's your goal every day, right? Um, you can manipulate that because it's going to matter over the course of a week or a month's time. Day-to-day variations, let's say you have 1500 calories one day and 1800 calories one day and you know, you go along with that. If it averages out at the end of the week or the month to hit your around about 1700 calories, then you're golden. That's that's exactly perfect. That's fine. It doesn't have to be different. I don't find that I like or that my clients do super well when they have huge jumps um, day to day. So like if like one day they just are like, I'm not that hungry. I'm not going to eat that much. I'm eating 1100 calories. Whoa. First of all, don't do that. Eat more. And then one day they'll eat 1800 calories. You know, that huge shift is not helpful to most people. And especially for what it does with hormones in your body and that kind of thing. So that's just one side note. But if you are not able to, you know, kind of be consistent in the general target zones, um, and you find it very difficult, this won't be for you. But generally speaking, if you have 1,700 calories, right, day-to-day target, right, and that is over seven days, one week, so that's almost 12,000 calories, eleven nine hundred, right? So what you can do is divide that up. So let's say you... um You know you have a holiday event coming on Saturday night, right? So Sunday you're planning ahead. Uh, The next weekend, Saturday night, you will have an event. And you'd really like to stay compliant. But you also would really like to have that excess calorie flexibility to like maybe enjoy a few more cocktails or, you know, maybe a cookie or something like that. Or you just want to have a little more wiggle room. Or you want to buffer, like for the fact that you won't be able to Precisely track the way you want to. You're going to be doing some guesstimating, so this would allow you a pretty nice buffer, uh, even though you'll be tracking maybe. Um, but for those variations in the intake that might be over uh, what you think, because a lot of times we overconsume when we're guesstimating, obviously. Um, so what you can do. So if you have, let's and we're just going to round it and say twelve thousand uh, calories, just because it's a hundred difference. But um, if you were to divide that up. So like you could do, uh, let's say if 1700 calories was your goal, maybe you did 1500 a day, Monday through Friday, right? Um, so that's 200 less a day for five days. And that is a thousand calories. Now what you've done is you have an extra thousand calories for Saturday and Sunday, or you could, uh, double it up on the Saturday, right? Like Uh, you could do the 1,000 calories for just Saturday and get back on track on uh, Sunday and even divide it up and do like 1,600 calories for those six days and then the other for that. So hopefully you see where I'm going with this. Um, I'm more of a pen and paper kind of person, so just saying it is kind of weird to me when I'm saying it out loud to you, but um, hopefully you get the idea. So we're talking about shaving off 100 or 200 calories each day until that point, and you can carry over those calories into that evening or into that event and have much more uh, wiggle room, you know? And so that could be one very easy way to kind of like pre-plan and set yourself up right um, for a special occasion or an event. And then, hey, how amazing that you just trimmed off, we'll say trim the fat, off of the work week where you're already busy and you really won't miss that hundred calories. Sure, you want them, great, but it's manageable. You can kind of shave off a hundred calories of your day pretty easily uh, without it affecting you too much or noticing it even. Um, and so, we're talking about just like you know, uh, one fourth or one eighth of a cup less uh, rice or something like that. It just it, it would be a very small amount, right? So. And that way you could, you know, go through your week kind of unaffected, do your usual stuff, still your energy's up, you're not, you know, starving yourself in any way. Um, It would be insanely important for you not to adjust those protein goals. So if you have a protein target goal of 125 grams a day, protein does not carry over. So... Sometimes people will try to play catch up with protein in that sense. Okay, I ate too little today, so I didn't reach that 125 grams of protein. So tomorrow I'll, I'll catch up and, and add a little bit more, right? Um, that is not the way your body uses it. So it does need to be met every day, no matter your calorie intake, so if you, um, are supposed to have 125 grams of protein and you have a, you know, let's just say, a 1700 calorie goal and you only reach, um, a hundred grams of protein because, you know, you were like, oh, I'll just eat 1500 calories today. Then no, you wouldn't be able to make up for that. It's done. The day is done. The protein will not be able to be used. Uh, the, you know, you won't be able to use it, spread it out. It won't carry over. So it's just, you just got the hundred grams of protein, um, that day. And let's be honest, you're not going to hit that every single day. We're not about being robots or perfect, but obviously the more protein you get in is only beneficial, is insanely beneficial in every way, regardless of dieting. So get that in. Um, So that's one way. Hopefully you understand that. And you could do any variation you like. I would only suggest, especially to a client to say, um, I wouldn't wouldn't try to work it like I'm going to eat 1200 calories Monday through Friday. And then I'm going to overindulge on the weekend. That's just creating, uh, now we're no longer in this moderate space. Now we are just creating a binge and restrict kind of situation. A lot of times what people do um, whenever they have like cheat meals or whatever, they, they create that system and that habit loop there of being like I'm going to over restrict here and then I can't wait till Saturday because I'm going to just blow it out of the water and it's going to be fine and it never is it never works out for people so you don't want to create that kind of system but um, maybe think of it in a very balanced way hey what can I you know maybe if I'm going to calorie cycle I can do it in a really subtle way Um, so where you know I can have my cake and eat it too right so that is one way, again, not gonna be great for every single person. Um, if this, I wouldn't suggest this for someone that was a beginner to tracking or um, was, was struggling with their numbers. Um, it, it, I think it's best for someone that's a little more seasoned. They can manage that a lot better. Um, I've seen people try when it was too soon and they really didn't have it down and they were left just juggling every day trying to figure out calories and it just overwhelmed them and it's like, don't do that to yourself. Um, so I would not suggest that if you feel like that is kind of where you're at. Okay, next one. Okay, so this one is, and I, you know, I've heard people knock this and I've heard people love this and I use it just kind of sporadically and when needed, but I want to explain it a little bit and why this could go really bad or how it could be really great for you just depending on your personal preference, your personality, your relationship to food and that kind of thing. Something uh, that a lot of people do, and this is essentially what this diet is, intermittent fasting, right? Like, Intermittent fasting is just not eating in certain time frames. That's the only magic in it. It has so many many benefits, intermittent fasting does, um, and I, I would say less intermittent fasting but more just fasting, has really great benefits to your body. It has nothing at all to do with weight loss, period. We're talking about the insides of your body, how these things function, your hormones and your metabolic, all those things. And that is a whole other subject and a whole other thing. What a lot of people do is use intermittent fasting for weight loss. I don't like that strategy at all because 90% of the time, the people that are doing intermittent fasting are doing it wrong. They're doing it for too long, especially women. You're not supposed to fast for too long. Uh, Men can go longer, but your endocrine system will literally just crumble. You'll feel really fantastic in the beginning, and then you see this crumble effect um, with fatigue and all of these things that can go wrong inside the body. Our women should not be doing this long-term. And um, the fasting length duration should be much shorter than men. So that's what I have to say about that. If you're doing it, great, and it works for you, wonderful, but it's something to consider. What I don't like about it is that typically people are using it for fat loss the wrong way, but also um, they're not tracking their intake. So a lot of times they're not even getting anywhere. They're not even losing weight because they're still just being like, oh, I, if I just eat in these magical hours, it won't matter. And that's not how life works. That's not how your body uh, uses energy. That's not how it stores energy. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. It's not just magical hour timeframes. You truly have to be eating less than, you, than you're burning, right? Or than, uh, yeah. So you get the idea. So that's what I have to say about that, but I like aspects of it. I like the kind of like the tool that I can have in my toolbox for certain situations. And I'll tell you more how I use it. I am not one of those people that is going to be able to, and I I think a lot, again, a lot of women uh, with like our hormones and things like this, it's not good for us uh, to go a really long time throughout the day. I've had to do, you know, like fasting for like blood work and things like this. And I have done better than I thought, but it's not for me. Um, So often it leads to overeating once you're able to begin, you know, to eat for the day and that kind of thing. So that's not really my thing, and I kind of need um, things spread out through the day because I prefer that. But also, as a a benefit that anyone would want, you need to spread out that protein through the day. And when you're cutting yourself off from eating in certain times, I think kind of can be counterproductive with the protein side, okay? So that's just that. What I like to more use uh, fasting in the sense of if I know I have an event to go to or I have several events through the weekend, let's say, maybe I have a brunch on Saturday morning or a lunch even, um, and maybe I have a big dinner Sunday night or something like this, I might use the approach of, okay, I'm going to... Um, If it's early enough in the day, like a brunch or a lunch, then of course I'll skip breakfast. I might have a a really small, um, and and I do this more so a lot than just skip because I I want that protein in, of course. But um, a lot of times I will just keep it super lean. And so that's not truly fasting, obviously, but I will will just focus on protein almost solely uh, until that event. So that may look like if I have a lunch, um, coming up and I really want to eat a little bit bigger for that. Um, maybe in the morning, if I don't want to skip breakfast, if it's like not going to be earlier or I'm just really hungry, um, I might mix a couple egg whites and and that's super filling. It doesn't, you know, that's not sexy and exciting, but, um, I actually enjoy it and my I, I've gotten to a place where I prefer protein like it's good for me and I want it so um, ha, scooping up a couple egg whites you know fifty calories uh, wonderful protein lean no fat no carbs you know that kind of thing and that way I'm starting my day um, with that fuel that my body needs and it's actually really important and you I, I really I really suggest you eat uh, your protein first always anyways like even on your plate eat the protein first. Um, it's good for you it'll help you throughout the day and your blood sugar levels and all those things so um so I might eat that I need the protein it's going to help keep me satiated the most than any other macronutrient and that way now I have you know probably a couple hundred calories that I didn't use for the morning where I may have had a bacon or bread or something like that um in addition to my eggs or something Um, now I can take those calories and have a little extra buffer there and maybe eat a little bit more, have a few more mimosas or something like that. And you kind of navigate it that way. Um, but again, it it depends on the person. If you are someone that like, Hey, I don't really have a problem. I could probably go till mid afternoon and that's a good strategy for you and it works and you are able, this is the big thing about this part. If you are able to go into these events not starving and ravenous, that you just lose all control with food, um, then it could be a good strategy for you. Some people do it too hard, too much. It's no different than you being really busy at work all week, and um, you you know you're working long days, and you don't eat all day. But when you get home, girl, it's on, and you're like, hey, I haven't eaten all day. I can, I got a lot of food I can eat right now, and it never works out. It just doesn't. So. Um, that's something to kind of think about and consider. You don't want to put yourself into that position to where uh, willpower, we'll call it, you know, because I think that people understand that the most. But, um, you know, inhibitions is probably a better term for that, are going to be lowered, right? So you kind of set yourself up for failure that way. So I more so, instead of just completely skipping things, I try to just fuel up on really lean protein, maybe cut my calories in half for the morning or or, or some variation of that. That way I kind of have some reserve, uh, for those events and it makes it a lot easier. Um, and so, so that's a way that you could incorporate, let's call fasting or intermittent fasting kind of style or approach to it. But essentially, uh, it doesn't matter what you call it. You're literally just consuming less and saving it for later. Um, again, just, I would definitely, um, encourage you to at least be getting in a little bit of protein through that, because again, you don't want to set yourself up for, um, uh, you know, to kind of lose control with that food because you've, you've kind of basically starved yourself so much. So it's, there's definitely a balance and you've got to find that for you and works for you. I, again, I, the way my stomach is, I have, a, I have kind of a lot of issues there. And so it, it, it is a struggle for me to go too long. Um, and so I just don't do that to myself. So I just, I eat a little bit of protein, kind of set myself up right. And that way I'm not going into that event hungry, but I also got a lot of room um, to play. So that's another strategy that could be useful to you. Alright, and this last part is going to be more of a <laughs> a compiled version of like a lot of tips that I use and a lot of things that I do and just the behavior that I bring into um, the space that I'm in in these events. So again, no matter if it's a, um, a holiday party where I don't know what's on the menu, I'm just kind of walking in, maybe I'm going to grandma's for lunch on Sunday. And obviously no one's waiting or measuring any of that food. Um, you know, I'm, I'm talking about all the things where you just like go in and you're not really sure what kind of, what kind of boundaries and tips would I use myself that I find helpful. And this is what we're going to go over. So it's going to be a lot of little tidbits. But um, I think they'll be really useful and really practical for you to implement today. So one big thing, one easy, the easiest thing of all, is to simply pick a small plate. Most people have big plates. Most people have um, and, and have like a salad kind of plate next to it. Like if you look in your cabinet, you probably have two sizes, right? Um, and if you don't, if that's not available to you, because it won't always be there when you don't know what kind of plate you're going to be at. Um, a lot of plates have a rim like may have a, a folded rim on the outside where they, you know, it bends over or whatever. I like to kind of visualize that. Or maybe if there's a pattern on the plate, maybe there's a floral pattern making a circle around that plate or something like that. I try to visualize, okay, this is my small plate. So if a small plate's not available, I have that, right? Um, and that would be a great, easy way to like restrict yourself, put some boundaries on it, you know, and and, and keep it real simple, mindless. You don't really have to think about, okay, I'm just going to fill up my small plate. Before you do anything else, once you have that small plate, put protein on it first. Protein. What's protein? Protein is not going to be chicken fried steak. It's not probably going to be chicken tenders, although it may have some protein in it. Um, you're going to get also get a lot of fat and carbs and such with that, so it's not really considerably in protein. But, you know, whatever's at the event, you got to do the best you can with it. Um, a lot of lean meats, lean steaks. Um fillets and things like this, sirloins, um, it just depends, you know, these things can be dicey, shrimp is great, and so often I feel like that's an easy one at events, like, to find, like, the shrimp, so um, maybe a little shrimp cocktail and that kind of thing, be easy on the sauces, that kind of thing, you see what I'm saying, go towards the protein and put that on your plate first, and that should be a majority, I would say, not, maybe not fully, but um, I definitely think at least, Honestly, if, especially if you're at an event like this, half of your plate should be protein in some fashion. Whether that is I'm doing a lean protein, you know, a, a quarter of the plate is lean protein and maybe I'm doing beans or something else that has a protein kick to it is nice. Um, beans are great like that, like black beans, um, chili beans, pinto beans, things like that. I order that a lot actually at restaurants when I'm um, at meals or, or at events and I don't know what I'm necessarily getting. It's really um a really simple thing. It's just okay, I'm gonna order the uh filet or the chicken or whatever protein I've chosen, fish, whatever. Um, and then I'll get um if they have a protein kind of bean legume, then I will opt for that over let's say mashed potatoes or something like that most of the time. Doesn't mean I don't eat those. I all absolutely do all the time, but Um, that's a really nice way to like fill yourself up. It has the fiber and the protein right away. And if you consume those things first, like we talked about earlier, um, it's gonna help you, but it's also going to keep you really full and you're gonna be less likely to eat too much of else, you know? And so maybe then incorporating some veggies that you see, maybe they'll have steamed veggies or um, maybe they'll have a veggie tray. And so from there, you're just gonna build on that. Do your protein first, Um, small servings of fat. And in fact, I usually don't even put, um, I don't even focus on fat truly, um, when I'm out and about because you're going to get it in. It's in all those sauces. It's even your protein is thrown oil and butter all over it. Um, it's in everything. And so it's so easy to get that in that it's like, I don't even focus on that because I'm focused on keeping my, um, targets regulated at least calorically, at least in some way and that protein so that's a really easy thing that no one's really gonna see you you know be like why aren't you eating no you can just go on just making different choices and being really aware of what those mean Um, and so a small plate and then of course protein focus is going to be like the easiest like uh no work you know what i mean um another area you could be is like okay no seconds we just don't get seconds and that doesn't mean make your plate a, a mountain high um, but just no seconds. That's a nice, easy, another boundary or rule you could set for yourself. Look, I'm gonna go have a great time, not gonna feel guilty or bad. I'm gonna make smart choices, but it's just one plate tonight. And and that's wonderful. That's a very, I think a very healthy approach to um regulating or just you know, um taking care of yourself, really. Cause let's be honest, when do we ever need two plates of food? We love it, it's good, but do we need that? And does it actually make us feel good later? And it usually doesn't. Nine times out of ten, you're gonna feel terrible. So, not to mention the guilt and the oh my gosh, now I've ruined my progress or whatever you might be. You know that storm that comes in your head after. So, just just decide in advance what is good for you and commit to that. And those two uh, mentioned just now are are pretty easy, I think, uh, to kind of do. Another one that's really easy is. Um, drinks or dessert. I don't do both usually. If I do both, it's usually just like a bite of um, the dessert and I will give the rest of the kids and my husband or they'll go devour it right away. So it's, it's no big deal. And I'm not a huge, I love sweets. I, I can just easily be like, okay, I'm done. Um, I'm more of a salty cheese queso, chips, Margarita, like that's my style. So um that, you know, that's not too difficult for me, but I know for a lot of people, um, they generally have a hard time with the the sweet stuff. So um that could be an easy thing for you to kind of like commit to and go, okay, would I prefer to have two glasses of wine or would I prefer to have um you know half a slice of that um pie or something like that? And and you kind of like pick and choose, saying no to one thing because you prefer the other. Um and so when we so often we're trying to do it all we're like I'm, i want the drink and i want the dessert and i want the three course meal you know and you've got to pick and choose there's going to be a trade out for your goals it doesn't mean it has to be horrible and you don't have to starve yourself or restrict yourself to a point where you can't have any fun it's just about picking and choosing um and 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 you know making that trade out that that benefits you and so that's a super easy one like just i you know i prefer to do that the other side of it that maybe you haven't considered is, and I hear this so much, especially with Revive Girls when we're like coaching and they're constantly going out to eat and then like freaking out. And it's like, okay, you can go to these things, like, but if you have like 20 events a week, and I'm not kidding, I will have people that like, they want to just literally eat out all day, every day, three meals a day, drink, eat whatever they want, and and try to figure it out after they've consumed it. It doesn't work. So what i want you to consider is if you're somebody that has a ton of events all the time or you're you're really social and that's great that's wonderful it's a very i think a positive in life um if you if you live kind of like that then you're going to have to put some more boundaries on yourself than the uh, the average person and so what uh, something that i always like kind of throw back to them is like so you're going there to meet these people you're going there to have a good time and and, and you know, continue your relationship with them, your friendships. And, you know, that's part of life. That's wonderful. Do you have to eat at every single thing that you're asked to? I don't feel this way. And it took me a while to come to that. It was like just because something is there or just because someone brought me something special or someone gifted me food and staring at me, waiting me to eat, does not mean that I have to do that. <laughs> because... It would be rude not to. And that's so ridiculous. If you really sit and think about it, it's so wild. It is not your responsibility to gain weight, to overeat, overindulge, and beat yourself up about that. Just to be kind and please somebody else because you're afraid they'd be mad if you didn't eat their cookie. They just made you. They don't get to tell me what to do. That's how I feel about that. No one's keeping me from my goals. And that's not rude. If they cared about you, they would... Value and respect what you were doing. Not to say they're rude for offering it; that's very sweet. I I love it. I love people to give me food. What I'm saying is, there's a way to go about it and say, "I will say this for later." Thank you so much. And then enjoy it in a way where you don't have guilt, where you can really manage it, and you feel good about it, and space it out, and and really enjoy, or something like that. Um, you hear a lot about this with people like going into um, teachers' uh, lounges whenever they have special weeks where people are bringing in food or offices, and you know they're celebrating or rewarding them or whatnot. Doesn't mean you have to eat it. I understand the environment and the temptation around it. Sure, that's a whole other subject. But you're not obligated to do that. And so, if you have a lot of these social events, again, what if you chose to um, just go for a glass or two of wine? You can enjoy, have fun. You feel like you're indulging. You've got about 300 calories there. It's not really going to ruin your day as long as you're, you know, on, in line. Um, so, so that's one approach. Or don't drink. Go and have, a, you know, uh, some salmon or something <laughs> and some and vegetables you 're going to have to manage it if you're doing it all the time all day every day, and you're just guessing at your intake you can't really be too upset that you're not on this aggressive path to your goal um, and i don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think being upset about it is what's wrong with it is I love the slow approach I love the hey I want to enjoy life and Um, get to do all these things and just, you know, maybe I'm going to be at a 5% speed instead of the 15 or 20 that I'd like to be, but I'm going to enjoy and I'm going to be able to build some sustainable things here as I go. And that's going to be able to keep me doing it longer. So, so that's something to consider. And bottom line, if you want a really fit, lean, muscular, six pack abs kind of life, you're going to have to live like that person. And that person is not eating out three times a day, um, drinking 2,000 calorie margaritas all the time. like That's not what they're doing. And so you won't be able to reach that. Neither am I saying that you need to starve yourself and never go anywhere and sit at home and cry about it. No way. I'm saying find the middle. Find that gray area there, that middle, and and, and start working on what makes sense for you in your life, your preferences, um, and what you've got going on. All right, finally, guys, those are, you know, those are just a few, and um, we'll extend this through the holidays, I'll I'll put some more stuff out for you guys as we go, but lastly, and the most important, honestly, is not trying to overcompensate prior to these events that you're going into, or whatnot, or after. So many times I see people go, and they use this even verbiage, like, uh, I, you know, they'll maybe go for a jog and then let me know about it or something like that and they're like, "Man, I don't know if it's going to be enough to, you know, um undo um uh, my my weekend meal that I overindulged." No. It doesn't need to. That is not why you are exercising at all. Do not ever go into your exercise for the calorie burn ever. That is not what it's for. It's also not going to work. So, we don't want to use that punishment system or reward system around food. And so, you know, I, I know I've thought this before many times, especially um, earlier uh, or my younger years, you know, trying to dive into fitness and such. And I still see it every day, even with 56 year old women, like they're still trying to outdo everything and undo and, and work harder and put, and it doesn't work like this. What well, instead you want to focus on just getting back on track, staying in motion, not letting the evening that you went out you did the best you could. Maybe you overindulged slightly. You 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 know you're not sure, but you definitely had a ton of sodium. Volume of food is different than you normally eat. All those things, and you hop on the scale the next morning, and you're up two pounds. It's just water, and it's gonna come right off. But what people do is step on the scale, freak out, ditch everything. They stop. They don't work out. No, it's not. This sucks. I'm mad all day. I'm not working out. You know what? I'm going to just go do my thing. This isn't worth it. And you kind of have this freak out war in your head. And then ultimately you quit before you ever have time to see that settle within 24, 48 hours. Um, It's just fluid in your body and the volume of food. So especially if you're not used to eating that volume or quantity or sodium level. So um, there's lots of things going on in your body when you change it up like that. So it doesn't mean you gained fat. It doesn't mean you gained two pounds, but if you freak out and jump ship, then you absolutely will guarantee that those two pounds are real fat eventually. You will. So don't do that. I want you to pause and go, okay, I expect this. This is normal. And I don't now need to go and do cardio or extra anything. I'm just gonna proceed with my life as usual. What do I normally do on Sunday? I'm gonna do that regularly. I'm going to regulate my intake. I'm going to make sure that I'm back in my deficit. I'm going to eat my protein today. If today's the day I wouldn't usually work out, I'm going to work out regular. If today's a rest day, I'm still going to take that rest day. There's nothing you need to do extra. You proceed forward with the plan. Don't need to waver. Don't need to not trust yourself. You didn't gain two pounds of fat overnight. It would take you literally thousands and thousands and thousands of calories to gain two pounds. It just is that way. And there's no way if you don't normally consume, let's say four or 5,000 calories in a day that you are going to be able to do that and stomach it and not be aware of it. Like you're going to know it's, that's a lot of food. I'm not saying it's not possible because it it can be depending on the person and their eating behaviors generally anyway, but for the for the typical dieter that's generally staying in the same amount of calories you know regularly um, or averaging out anyway and kind of has a good system, it's very unlikely that you would be eating that much and not be aware of it, but either way, even if you did, you would not see those results the very next day so I want to you know encourage you not to overdo prior to give you um, you know, the buffer in the exercise calorie burn portion. I'd rather you focus on your nutrition. Um, and then also not overdoing it after the fact or not trying to undo anything after the fact that is a really dicey game. And I I think if you've been playing it and you're like, yeah, I do that. Um, I think you can see that it doesn't work out for you so well. So um, go with the pick-back-up approach, I love that. Just pick-back-up, just do your normal thing. Get up in the morning, eat your normal high protein breakfast, and move along. Have fun with it. Now you know this kind of particular situation whether it was an event or you went to a potluck or whatever it was, now you have that experience under your belt, you have it behind your belt. So now you can proceed knowing what you'd like to do better going into the next one. Still enjoying, still having fun, that worked for me, this didn't, I'd like to do this differently. That's all successful goal chasing is, is re-evaluating, re-strategizing, getting back on the horse and going, and then repeating that forever. (laughs) That's literally all it is. So hopefully some of these things are helpful to you. You can apply them. And maybe you'll find some of them, they're like, "Mm, you know, I thought about trying that approach, and it doesn't sound like that is beneficial to me personally. So, you know, and and experiment, play. I'm so a big promoter of like you personally experimenting with yourself because again, what works for me may not work for you, but at the end of the day, we wanna get that deficit in if we're trying to lose weight. We wanna stay consistent with that. We definitely wanna get protein in no matter what, but regardless, we wanna take care of ourselves and have some boundaries around healthy eating habits and such and um, we definitely never want to be in that six weeks, 50% of the year, I've gained all my weight in the six week like timeline cut the crap we've got to stop doing this and like continuing that normalcy of like just overindulging and then beating ourselves up and starving for portions of the year and then like stay get more level take it with the approach of long term this won't be your last halloween candy. you know th- like that th- it's gonna be floating around everywhere won't be the last time you have thanksgiving dinner and you want to swim in those mashed potatoes and girl do it whatever you want to do make some boundaries and set some things up for yourself that you would be happy with, that you would feel successful. What would, and I like this idea is to kind of go, what normally happens on these events and what do I not like about them? Like, do I not like that? I just eat so much that I get sick, uh, at Thanksgiving. Do I not love the feeling of what it feels like, um, to sleep after all of that and how lethargic I am the next day. Think about these kinds of things and then go how could i maybe improve those things take the calories out of it even take the you know all that out of it just how do i how could i go into this season or this holiday or this eating um all these events in a way that like hey i wouldn't you know be putting on too much weight kind of keeping everything at least in maintenance or something like that but enjoying and what would that feel like? Like what would that look like action wise outside of calories? Would it be a smaller plate? Would it be, um, sitting around and enjoying people and focusing on conversations, eating slowly? Um, there's so many things that you could implement to add a better quality of that behavior, uh, of your, of your eating behaviors. And so maybe marinate on that and think about, you know, what those things look like in the past and how, Maybe you can make them a smidge better this year and then every party, every event, every holiday, every birthday party, everything that you go into moving ahead, you'll get better and better at to the point where you're able to go into these things, you're invited out and you know exactly what to do. It's just second nature to you because you've done the work, you put in that habit every day for the last six months, years, whatever, you've been doing it and now you're a pro at it and it is not stressful. And so um, I would suggest that to you to try, experiment, see how it goes, and then make a better game plan moving ahead. Um, so I, I think that sets you guys up for, for a lot of useful things. So hopefully you find that um, or you agree as well. We have another inner circle coming up on 10 16. So we will be ramping up, doing a lot of um, we're talking a lot about emotional eating, coping, um, protein talk easy macro finds, things like this, um, behavior change, all the things. And then, of course, all the holiday navigating, the food stuff, the exercise and being flexible and all the things. So we're just ramping up, diving in. We're doing fun games now, giveaways, all the things. So if you are interested or you're like, hey, I've been thinking about doing that or you need to hop back on, maybe i haven't been in a while, come on, girl, Ten sixteen, we start. You can go on the website, com and sign up there. Don't forget, you can get 20% off by purchasing three months or more at a time. Some girls purchase three, some purchase six. And I also have a private deal for those that like the 12 uh, month or 12 round year Uh, subscription to the inner circle. Yes, that's a thing. I just don't promote it a lot um, where you can get a great discount as well. So all those things available to you, you just submit it through uh, the website and we'll get you situated for 1016. Outside of that, we have our one-on-one coaching. If you're more of that girl, you need a little more aggressive one-on-one private stuff. um, We got that for you. You go on website, go to the revive one-on-one coaching, scroll down, pick your service that best fits you fill out your application, submit it in, and then we'll review and get back to you. Um, But most all of those except one Revive program comes with free Inner Circle access as well. So you can get both the one-on-one coaching and the group support. So it's kind of great all the way around. So if that's interesting to you or needed for you, or you just need some guidance through this holiday season, then jump on board. Let's do it. Have a great day, guys. Thanks for listening to GTFO. This is a podcast created by Fitness with Lindsay. You can contact me at www.fitnesswithlindsay.com. Thanks.